So this morning, I'd like everyone to think about a time that they've been on a team and went really well. Whether this was at work, at school, maybe it was a sports team. And I just want you to think about what made that team kind of go really well. What were the things about that team that made it such a good team? My guess is it had a little bit to do with how well you worked with each other. You probably weren't fighting very much, and you were probably all on board working towards the same goal. So most of you probably noticed by now that I'm not Pastor Mark. I'm Pastor Ryan, and uh, Mark asked me to step in and do uh, just a one-week message. And so when I was thinking about what I wanted to do my message on, I was thinking about over the summer we had this series called Life Verse and how we heard from, you know, Pastor Mark started the series and then we heard from Pastor Zach and Pastor Sandy and uh, we had Will Kalhoff come in uh, and give his Life Verse and we even heard from some of the people of the congregation came up and gave their Life Verses. Um, but my, one of mine uh, had never been shared and it's uh, 1 Corinthians 3.6. I planted the seed... Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. And this hasn't been my life verse for my whole life. Um, one of my other life verses uh, was one that I had memorized as a kid, Romans eight twenty eight, and it kind of stuck with me as I grew older, gave me a lot of encouragement. But this one I hadn't heard until I was in college, uh, going to school at MSU in Mankato, Minnesota. And when I was there, I was very involved in uh, crew, which uh, used to be called Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, every, every year there would be a conference over spring break in Panama City Beach, Florida. And I went uh, one year, and what they would do is in the mornings there would be a session, and they would give us tools and kind of a strategy about how to share our faith. And they gave us encouragement and helped us out. And then after lunch, we would go actually go out on the beach and share our faith with other college students who were on spring break, and we would, you know, have conversations with them, kind of build relationships with them, and uh, we would also try and get them involved with crew or some other campus ministry back at their home campus, and uh, it was just really opening experience for me, and then we would come back in the evenings, and we would kind of recap uh, there would be some people who would come up and share some of their amazing stories about conversations they had, or uh, there were lots of, you know, conversion stories that happened that, that week, and it was just really encouraging. And one thing they did before they sent us out onto the beaches was they shared 1 Corinthians 3.6 with us, and they said uh, that we are not responsible for uh, growing the seeds. Uh, that's God's job. All we can do is step out in faith and do what God is calling us to do. And they said, if we do that, then we will have a 100% success rate. Uh, so that was really encouraging for me because around this time, I was also starting to feel called into ministry. But I didn't think that that was something that I should do. I saw pastors as charismatic and outgoing and extroverted. And I didn't see myself as those things. And so I really wrestled with that for a while. But then when I heard this verse, I knew that this is what was something God was calling me to do. And he wasn't calling me to be the pastor I, that I had in my mind. He was calling me to be the pastor that he was creating me to be. And so that's why this verse was so encouraging for me at that time. 
So let's go back and look a little bit about 1 Corinthians and kind of some context to the verse. Uh, 1 Corinthians is a letter from Paul to the church in Corinth, which is a church that he and another leader, Apollos, had helped plant. And there was some division in the church. Uh, There were some people who were saying that they were following Apollos, and others were saying they were following Paul. And then there was another group that said they followed Christ. And so they kind of formed these like different camps and were kind of arguing about who was right and who they should be following. Uh, And so Paul addressed that early on in the letter and he said that we are on the same team. Uh, Me and Apollos, we're all on the same team. We're working for the same goal. And so that picks up in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 5. Uh, Paul is writing and he said, after all, what is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each his task. Uh, so they were on, Paul was saying that he and Apollos were on the same team. And football season is starting up pretty quick here, and so my favorite team is the Denver Broncos. And I know there's a lot of Vikings fans in here, but I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you and talk about how the Broncos beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. So my favorite player has always been uh, John Elway. Uh, He was really awesome. He's the quarterback for the Broncos in the 90s, and he's a lot of the reason why I'm a Broncos fan today. And I actually liked him so much, my parents got me a little uh, Christmas tree ornament of John Elway that I hang on the Christmas tree every year. But John Elway isn't the whole team. He only has one part on the team. Another great player that played on the Broncos was uh, Steve Atwater. And so Steve Atwater was on the defense and John Elway was on the offense. And they each had their own role. John Elway was a quarterback leading the offense and Steve Atwater was a safety leading the defense. But it's not just sports teams that have that role. Uh, If you've ever been in a play or played in, I was also played trumpet in the high school band. We each had our own parts to play, and we couldn't play the other part because that's not the part that we were supposed to play. If I was a trumpet and started playing like the flutes part or the clarinets part, it wouldn't work because that's not the part I was assigned. And so Paul was saying the same thing here, that he and Apollos each had their own job, but they couldn't do each other's job. And it's not just in 1 Corinthians that we read this uh, Another place is Romans 12, 6 through 8. Uh, This was actually a verse that we had at kids camp over the summer. So I know there are some people here that have heard this already, but we're going to kind of go through that. So Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is... To encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so not everyone is called to the same thing. Uh, Paul, again, wrote the letter to the Romans, and he said that we are each called to a different thing. And so in this passage, we see a bunch of different gifts. We see prophesying, teaching, serving, encouraging, Giving, leading, and showing mercy. So there are seven different things that Paul listed here. And 
Some of you may have resonated with one or two of those, and some of you might not have. And that's okay because this isn't an exhaustive list of all the gifts that the Spirit gives out. This is just a selection of a few of them. Uh, And so um, we each have our different role, and um, we all want to... There are some roles that are more visible visible that it's easy to say, that's kind of what I want to do, or maybe that's where God's calling me. And maybe he is, but don't feel that just because there's a role that is more visible or you think would be a better role, because we need all the roles. And so some people are frustrated because they want to water when God called them to plant, or they want to, to plant when God called them to water. And so we each have our different role that God has called us to. And we need to do the role that God called us to. And so that's what leads me into uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7, which is really the heart of my life verse. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who is making things grow. See, when I'm... I know that this is South Dakota, and we also have a lot of farmers, or know a lot of farmers, and so when a farmer plants a seed and waters it, he doesn't really make it grow. grow. Only God can do that. The farmer will go out, and he'll plant the seed, make sure it has as much water and sunlight as it needs, and he'll do everything he can to make the right environment for that seed, but there's nothing he can actually do to make it grow. The results are up to God. And this is why it was such an encouraging verse for me that really made me realize that I can do what God's calling me to do. See, I had it in my mind that I had to be a pastor like Francis Chan or Craig Rochelle were two people that I was really, that I really have looked up to and have really helped me out in my spiritual journey. And so I thought, if God's calling me to be a pastor, that's what he's calling me to do. But He's not calling me to do that. He's calling me to be, do the job that he called me to. And so I'm not responsible for the results. I'm responsible for my actions, which is why this verse was so, spoke into me so much, because it was both convicting for me and relieving. It was convicting because I am responsible for my actions. At the time, I had kind of been like struggling with my calling and ran from it a little bit. I was kind of reluctant to start on that journey. But when I heard this verse, I knew that I am responsible for doing what God has called me to do. And I'm responsible for stepping out in faith. And I'm responsible for my actions. So it was convicting for me. But it was also relieving because it says that God is in control. Paul said that the one who plants and the one who waters is nothing, but it's God who made the seeds grow. So the results are in God's hands. He's the one taking care of that. So he's the one in control. And so that's why it was relieving for me. But it was convicting because I can step out in faith. God didn't call me to do something that he hadn't equipped me to do. One saying that I've heard for years, and I don't even remember the first time I heard it, is God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And so if God called me to something, he's going to make sure that I have the skills and resources I need to do the job he called me to do. But it was also relieving because it shifts the focus on to God. It takes the focus off of me and puts it on God where it should be. See, when I think about like 
Francis Chan or Craig Rochelle there, like their names are pretty well known in the community because of how well they do what God has called them to do. And so I thought I could never do that, but I was trying to put the focus on me when the focus should have been on God. And so it was relieving for me. But this verse is also convicting because it means that God has a role that he gave me. When John Elway was on the offense, he was the quarterback and he was leading the offense. But he couldn't do Steve Atwater's job on, de- on defense because that wasn't his role. And Steve Atwater couldn't make the transition to quarterback and lead the offense. They each had their role to do. That was the, and so I have to do the role that God's called for me. But it's also relieving because it's not all on me. God said he would take care of the results and, and he would reward me for the, the work that I do. Which leads us into 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9. The last two verses are, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So Paul was kind of reiterating here that the one who plants and the one who waters are one. They're on the same team. But he went a little bit further and said that Paul, he said that he would receive his reward for planting and Apollos would receive his reward for watering. And that's the beautiful thing about serving the Lord. He rewards us for the work we do and not for the results of that work. And he doesn't reward us for the results because the results belong to him. So how silly would it be for Paul to say that planting is important and the waters are missing the point? Or for Apollos to say that those planters better get the priorities right because the planters are where it's at. Because the reality is both are needed. Both have their goal to play and both are working towards the same goal. And so he said that each will receive his own reward. And everyone works together but is rewarded individually because reward is not according to gifts or talents or successes but according to labor. And God knows how to reward each of us perfectly. So the pastor of a small church or the missionary who is following God's call and they step out in faith and do what God's calling to do but the church doesn't seem to grow or they don't seem to be reaching many people, it can be frustrating. But Paul is saying here that they will receive their reward because even if we as humans are looking at the outside and we might not see what fruit is, is happening, God does. He sees the hearts of the people in the congregation and the heart of the pastor and he knows how to reward accordingly. And... Uh, as I was kind of preparing for this message, I came across a quote from G. Campbell Morgan, and he would give advice to young pastors, and one thing that he always said was, like, kind of, what's your, one thing you would get asked is, like, what's your secret to preaching success? And his answer was, I always say the same thing, work, hard work, and again, work. Because it's easy for us to look at the outside, It's easy for us to look at how many people are coming to church or how many people have we converted, but that's not what God's looking at because we are planting seeds that someone else is watering, but God is the one that's growing those seeds. And God 
is the one growing those seeds because he wants to work with us. See, God gives us the amazing opportunity to work with him because we cannot do anything without God. And even though he can, he choose, can do that without us, he chooses not to. And that's the amazing thing. When we consider all the ways that God could do these things without us, it's even more amazing that he wants to partner with us and work alongside us. So the bottom line is, you are responsible for the work, but God is responsible for the results. And this was similar to what they sent us out onto the beaches with. They said that you are responsible for stepping out in faith and doing what God is calling you to do. And if you do that, you will have a 100% success rate. And so if you're new here or visiting, you might be thinking, this isn't, I don't know if I'm a Christian yet, or maybe I'm just starting on that journey and you don't know if God has a plan for you. But the Bible assures us that before we were born, God had a plan for us. And this is a plan and a role that he designed for you. And so not everyone is going to be called to come up here and preach. Not everyone is called to be on the worship team. But God has a role for each and every one of us. And so we have to just explore and pray and see what God has in store for us. Would you please bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we thank you for creating us. Lord, you know each and every one of us. You perceive our thoughts from afar. And you discern our going out and lying down. You're familiar with all of our ways. Lord, before we can say anything, you know us completely. Lord, I just pray that as we go about our weeks, you would work in our hearts and our minds. And you would show us the role that you are calling us to, Lord. And I also pray, Lord, that you would give us the courage to step out in faith and do what you're calling us to do. And Lord, drive out any fear that may be between what you're calling us to do and where we are now, Lord. I just pray that in your name that we would just be able to step out in faith. In Jesus' name.